You're listening to World Oil Deep Dive, conversations with energy industry leaders and engineers about the market trends and technologies shaping the oil and gas industry. Now, here's this week's episode. All right, continuing our series at the Python and Company evening. We're talking with uh, all kinds of people who are at this party tonight, and it is, uh, it's is—it's been fantastic so far. And right now, we're joined with some people I know uh, you're going to want to hear from, guys from SUMA. So, hey guys, introduce yourself to the audience, and then uh, let's have a discussion about what you do. So tell them, sure. tell them a little who you are, what you do, uh, what SUMA does. Yeah, my uh, Brent Wilts, um, and I have uh, dual roles, dual roles. Um, one, I'm the Chief Strategy Officer for Python, um, and I'm also the, the president and co-founder of one of the portfolio brands, Sumo. Um, so my role, I get invo- involved in a lot of the, the businesses uh, pertaining to, to Python. Um, we focus a lot on talent, obviously, you know, as part of the model you know, within Python. Um, and you know, this is uh, my colleague and partner, uh, Brian Miller. Brian, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself and give a little bit about your background. Yeah, my name is Brian Miller. Um, I come from a staffing background, uh, technology staffing. I've worked with ExxonMobil and other large oil and gas companies and helped them with some of their um, staffing initiatives. Excited to talk about some of the challenges that we see from the client side in regards to staffing. Yeah, it's quite interesting because before we even started this discussion, I was talking about how you know, that's such a pain point for operators, service companies, everybody these days. And for you guys to be um, part of the Python portfolio, I think that's like really forward looking, right? Because uh, by, by the crew, by uh, Jason and John, because that is, uh, that is something that appeals to everybody, right? Like you're saying, you work with Exxon, you know, you have all these other uh, companies we were talking, I, I don't know if we can name drop, but Aramco, you guys work with Aramco, you guys work with big operators, right? Yes. Can yeah. we name drop, is that okay? Yeah, we can, yeah, oh, that's, okay, not, good. that's not a problem <laughs> at all. Um, you know, we've spent, you know, the better part of, you know, several decades, you know, in this space, you know, from a staffing perspective, and we have a unique view because, you know, SUMA provides talent across the board. You know, we're providing talent, you know, skilled labor, you know, all the way through to, to CEOs. And you know, wow, the, the wow. challenges across, you know, that spectrum, you know, are, are very similar, yet at the same time, you know, very different, you know, depending upon, you know, a different category that you're, um, you're kind of going after. And, you know, we're not just here in Texas, um, you know, we're across the state, we're international. Um, and, you know, we get the privilege, uh, in my opinion, of, you know, seeing different talent pools, different companies trying to do different things. Um, and it's not just about, you know, the war for talent, you know, that they coined right. today, right? It's about how you're going about finding talent and all those different things as well. So, it's a fun time. So what would you guys say? I mean, you guys are working with big operators and stuff. What would you say is the, the biggest mistake that companies make when they're looking for talent, aside from the obvious mistake not coming to you first? But <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the biggest mistake that, that you find people making? So the number one mistake I see is people, all of us have jobs because there's a problem and identifying we're a solution to a problem, but no, no job description talks about the problem they have. Oh, interesting, yeah. They're listing, they're listing technologies or what the role is, but they're not talking about what their weaknesses are 
to align with the person's strength that they're trying to hire for that role. So, so more above and beyond individual skills and certain technologies and stuff, but more alignment of goals? It depends on the role, because there's strategic roles and there's technical roles. But there's always a gap from where your team is lacking something and that you need that gap filled and for you to be able to identify what the gap is so that you can go out and seek that person to come in and fill the gap. So, so identification of who you really need is, is the biggest issue. Not taking enough time to say, this is the type of person we really need, right? Yeah, and I, and I think to piggyback off that a little bit, it's, it's definitely understanding who you really need, but it's not matching in a, a resume to a job description. Right, like yeah. That, that's not who you need. Like right. that, that's a foregone conclusion. You know, that there's technologies and things like that that can do that. It's truly understanding when a person comes into an environment, what should that look like? Um, you know, what role is this new person going to play in that particular, you know, department within that particular group, you know, within that organization? I mean, when you have so many different things going on today, like, you know, working remote, you know, hybrid, right. um, what's that group actually need? Do they need another person that's going to work, you know, remote? Um, you know, is that good for that particular group? I mean, there's so many different dynamics that come into play. You know, is one person an introvert versus someone else, you know, being you know, right. overly, you know, aggressive and certain, you know, dynamics. All of these things need to come in play. And, you know, a lot of times there's two situations that happen, right? You know, there's either the, the hurry up and wait, all right? Like we're going to start this process, we're going to go through it, and then it's going to take six months. Right. Or, you know, it's I need it tomorrow and we're going to move like really, really fast. Wow. OK. Um, and, and to piggyback on that, think about, OK, whenever you've had to interview people, everyone says, oh, let's go interview. Right. How many people actually consolidate, figure out, OK, these are the questions you're going to ask. This is what I'm going to vet out. This is what you're going to vet out. They don't do that. Right. Mm. They throw it together and it's like, hey, in, in five minutes, I need you to interview this guy. Who, who is he? And you get the resume right before you go to interview the guy. Right. That's not a formula for success there, right? It, no. It's really not. And, and a lot of people that are interviewing, I mean, let's be honest, you know, don't have a lot of experience in interviewing. Right. Like, phenomenal at their job, right? You know, but not in, you know, understanding, you know, what talent's going to work in what particular environment. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I feel compounds this, especially for, you know, larger operators, you know, in our environment, you know, are typically working with larger, you know, staffing organizations. Um, you know and a lot of those particular programs are set up to fuel that either hurry up and wait or I need it tomorrow. So it's super quick. We're going to feed you these resumes that are on our bench or whatever that might be. And there's a lack of, you know, engagement, you know, on the front end in those types of environments, which just fuels, you know, the, the things that were, you know, presented with today, which there's just, there's, there's multiple, you know, I mentioned the, the war for talent, which happens to be one of them, right? You know, there's the, the skills gap, you know, and that's, you know, very heavy in IT, but, you know, we're also seeing it now within oil and gas um, and, and a couple of other areas. So that's a very real thing, that skills gap and how we're training different people, you know, to navigate through, you know, organizations. You have like quiet quitting, uh, and a couple of other things, right? You know, you have ghosting, you know, which, right, is, yeah. which is a great, all these fun, you know, terminologies and or, or different things that are happening. If you were to have one of these in a decade, 
that would point to a significant issue that's right. happening in this. The fact that we have all of them, right, you know, four or five within, you know, our time right now, you know, points to a very clear, we need to relook at this. We need Absolutely, to focus yeah. on this um, and, and look at, you know, the hiring practices and, you know, who we're really partnering with and, you know, not to sell, you know, our service, you know, on this, on this podcast at all, but like, we do it a little bit different. You know, we're, I'm a business owner, you know, I've owned multiple business, multiple startups, you know, have spent a career in that particular space. So when we go into, you know, these companies, you know, we're talking about it from some of the lessons that we've learned um, and how we can translate that to talent. And that is across the board, you know, with, with all of the areas that we, you know, specialize in. So yeah. it's a fun time. You, you know, it, it, it's funny because all of those things you mentioned, uh, quiet quitting, the ghosting and stuff, yeah. even in our organization, which is media organization, not a big organization, we've seen all of that, yeah. right? We've seen all of that and I'm just like, what is going on? So I think that's that's an interesting thing too, right? Because you got to match kind of like the underlying values of a potential hire with your values and make sure it matches up, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I'm old, right? So old school, I was just happy to have a job. Yeah. There's no way I was disappearing from a job, right. you know, without telling anybody and just never showing up again. That was just not in my mindset or anything. But today, I think, the young people coming in, skilled, unskilled, I think they have a different view of that, they right? They do, you know, and it's, uh, it's accepted, you know, at this point, right? Um, you know, to a degree. But uh, everyone's trying to plug and play and get it over with as quickly as possible instead of trying to figure out what the drivers are. Like, right. wh why does this person want a job? If they're, if they're leaving a job for another job, there's a reason, what is the driver? What are they looking for? Mm -hmm. And too many people are, they're talking at people and they're not really getting to know the candidate right and figuring out like okay what is it that you want and why do you want this job and too many people are trying to just move through that process as quickly as they can and quite frankly staffing agencies they they try to speed that process up as quickly as possible as well oh absolutely yeah. because uh, i mean for staffing agencies i always think this is kind of a racket right because they're going to get a cut of whatever you're paying that person. And if they disappear after a year, who cares, right? They get to bring you another person, right? But yeah. for me, that's that's insane. And also that other thing you mentioned about, um, you know, people not necessarily being good interviewers. We recently hired an IT guy, right? So a, a web developer. And, um, you know, the, the leading candidate for that, he did not interview well, right? And so they were all concerned about that. And luckily, uh, you know, I knew someone who was on there and I told him, I said, look, man, IT guys are not social people, man. Those, they're not gonna interview well. My son's an IT guy. He, when, when he told me, you know, how his interviews went and the things he did, I was like, what are you talking about, you know? And yet he got hired by Amazon and has a really good position because he's good at what he does. And so I was telling him like, look, man, you need to refocus. You're not hiring this guy to be a salesperson. You're hiring to be a web developer. You need to find out, ask him questions about his skills, you know, find out what he needs, right? And conversely, super technical interviewers are gonna grill and drill somebody on a technology that they have an idea of how it looks like in their environment. And the person that's interviewing is trying to answer in a future state without knowing or seeing what it is that they're talking about. Exactly. And it's like you drive down the, you drive to work every day. You don't like name off the streets. If I were to ask you, okay, what streets 
Pretty give me simple. the names of the streets that you drove to get to this place right, right. now. I don't know. Yeah. So asking a developer, tell me every step that you took to get that result when it's just second nature and they just start pounding keyboards. Right, exactly. No, that's that's fascinating. So it in so what would be your advice again, not to plug you guys too hard, aside from coming to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what would be your advice to let's say an operator, large service company who recognizes they have this gap? right and that they're having problems staying staffed what would be your your counsel to them for uh finding the right people and and being able to pluck from what seems like a limited pool right yeah you know it the the first thing that that i would offer as advice is you know understanding who you're really working with and how they're going about finding talent mm. um and i know that's a, a simple thing maybe you know, but in the reality, the way that I'm just say we as staffing companies spin what we do, right? There's a lot of different ways that you know you kind of get in front of that. You know, I might say, you know, I might partner with you because we're extremely technical on a particular role. You see value in that, right? Well, then when we leave that discussion, what will typically happen is I'm going to send that to a team of people that don't have the same understanding, right? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna create a gap there so understanding how things get translated through the group that's going to be supporting you is one thing and then how they're going about finding that talent you know are they you know posting a job um, that is then going to pull people in um, versus going out and, and direct sourcing and finding that and going after that talent you know I was reading something the other day that I found absolutely fascinating and it was uh, don't quote me on these uh, percentages exactly, but I mean, they're directionally accurate. Uh, it was 90% of people, when they up, go to a job posting, uh, will look at it, but never complete it, all right? So, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you think about that for a second, you got 90% of people that have just bailed on that particular job. So now you're only looking at you know, 10% of that particular population you know, for that job, right? To compound that further, um, roughly, you know, between 80 to 90% um, of the population that is, you know, actively looking for jobs are not going out and applying to job postings. So oh, if you really yeah. start to add all of these things up together, you know, when you post a job and you have applicants for that, those that actually match, you're really only dealing with, you know, a 10%, you know, or less of the total population of people that could be looking for a job. So that's interesting, if yeah. that's your strategy, right? You're missing 90%, you know, potential talent right, right out of the gate. And, and most job descriptions are not an invitation to hire someone for the role. There's nothing enticing in there. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just a list of what the job duties are. And, and there's nothing about aspirations, what the role could be. There's nothing in there that is like selling it up and create right. what we call sizzle as far as like, why would I want to work at this company? Right. right. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, that's the second biggest one. And to kind of bring that back, you know, it's focusing on, you know, the job postings and the external facing stuff that you're, you know, putting out there. Right. Because the job description is not, or should not be the same as that job posting. Right. Yeah. yeah and that's, like, that's what you see a lot, right? right? Exactly. Like, here's the yeah. job description. I want right. somebody who feels this. This is right? what HR, we submitted exactly. to HR. Yeah. You better get this out there. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And it has, there's nothing in there around 
how this person should interact, you know, with with the group or the business reason for this position, you know, or those roles, you know, to be, you know, open, you know, in the first place. And, and is that something you find these days? Like I said, I'm old school, man. You know, you give me a job description, I could do that job. I'm going to apply, you know, interview me and you'll see how great I am as, as opposed to today where people, they want that sense of, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I can contribute to this company. I can make this a bigger position. I can be part of a bigger thing than just this limited little set they're putting in front of me. Do, do people look for that? I mean, when they're, when they're looking for jobs, do, you know, I mean, obviously if you just look and see a job description, you say, okay, I can do all that stuff, sign me up. Or, you know, are, are people like, who cares, man? Why would I want to work for that company? They're not giving me anything interesting. So you have, you have applicant tracking systems, which are software that people apply to. And what happens is people are gaming the system by looking at the job description, they're going back and retooling their resume with the keywords that are looked there. And then they use um, artificial intelligence, which are ranking the top 10 candidates. Right. And old school way of, of now going after a job, if you don't know somebody, you don't have a chance. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. There's too many applicants, yeah, right? I mean, if you say absolutely. like when we hired for that, we were like, hey, we need a developer who can do this. You know. 300 applications or something and well how do you sort that well, right i mean so, well so in it staffing I've, I've talked to some people that have gotten some really bad resumes from internal recruiting and the funniest one i've ever heard was they had somebody who worked at mcdonald's apply for a windows server role which is a a basically an it role well, yeah, that, yeah. That, and they said well i've got both windows and i and been a server <laughs> You know, and, and, and it's like people, because when, when someone's unemployed, they're like, they, they want to find a job. So they're thinking, oh, well, I can do that. And then they try to factor in, and then they start trying to put stuff in there. And then internal recruiters, a lot of times, they forward everything that they've got right. to the hiring manager. And the hiring manager just says, I don't have time to do this because I don't, I, I've got my regular full-time job. And it's like, uh, you know, and they kind of try to, because they don't want to go through 100 resumes. Right, right. exactly, right. exactly. And so you really need to partner with somebody who's gonna, one, a hiring manager at a company needs to take the time to talk to the people that are gonna be talking to candidates for right. them. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And make sure that they understand why it's a good role to be in and what kind of person you're actually looking for. We all have preferences. Mm -hmm. We all have a bias, and that's fine. But you can't put that out on on a job description. Right, exactly. What your a lawsuit, right? right. I mean, right. That's, that's, so you yeah. kind of have to talk to people, have the interaction, so that the person that you're partnering with to talk to people and find them are vetting out and being an extension of your hiring process. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it must be much harder these days. Recently, someone came to me, uh, a friend, and her son's unemployed, and said, "Like, look, man, can you help him? You know, his resume, put it out." And I looked at his resume and it really wasn't tweaked specifically. And I told him, I said, man, chat GPT this thing. You know, you see the job description, take that job description, paste it in there and say, tweak my resume for this job. And, and boom, it does it, man. You don't, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to have skills anymore to get that done, nope. right? So I think that whole process is difficult. But what about on the supply side? Do you guys deal, I mean, do you guys have a stable of people who are looking? Can people come to you or do you actually go out we, looking for them? We, like if there was somebody who was unemployed. We do both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So both sides? It, There's a little bit of both. The, the, the key thing for us is to vet talent. 
is you don't lead with a job description or say, hey, the role pays this or this is the role. <laughs> right. Because human nature, you're gonna if you need a job, you're gonna pair it back right. what they wanna hear. Right, exactly. So you gotta go, someone's gotta be smart, whoever is gonna be talking to these candidates and say, what is it that you're looking for? What is it, what is your ideal job? We have hundreds of jobs. Right. Which one would be a fit for you based on, you tell me what you're looking for, and then you allow the candidate to kind of vet themselves out. Right. Versus leading with the job description because Chat GPT or the candidate can, can tell you what you want to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it is, I mean, there's definitely an art and a science, you know, to, you know, finding talent and then putting them into, you know, whatever role. And it's, it's across the board. It really doesn't mm. matter you know, what the position is, you know, what the vertical industry or whatever. I mean, they're all prevalent in, in all, all organizations, you know, of all sizes. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing it across the board. No, it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating problem that a lot of people are having. So, you know, these guys won't pitch it, but I'll pitch it for them. If you need some staffing help, come talk with them because, uh, you know, we'll put a, a link in the show notes or something so that you can get a hold of them because I, I really think a lot of companies need to examine that much more closely. As a matter of fact, I'm going to recommend you to our HR person. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can get squared away there. So Thank you. thanks a lot. Thanks Absolutely. for being on the show, guys. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank Take you. Care. Thanks for tuning in to our show. Please check out the show notes for the links we discussed in the podcast. We value your opinions. So if you have any questions or comments, kindly email them to us at deepdive at worldoil.com. Additionally, we'd appreciate it if you could rate us on your preferred podcast listening app. Lastly, don't forget to visit worldoil.com for the latest technical articles and news about the oil and gas industry.